Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and foraging for information, part one, learning addiction. With us in our virtual studio is uh, Wilma Fellman. Uh, before we get into the content of our show, real quick, some announcements. Our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. To celebrate that event, we are uh, offering you the opportunity to get uh, free digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do is listen to our show. Uh, a couple times in the show, we are going to uh, uh, share a secret word. Write down that secret word. Listen to another show. Write down that secret word. When you have the two words, just email me. My email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we receive your email, we will forward it on to Chad. And they will send you to um, a well, current copy, a PDF copy of Attention Magazine, and they will send you the next uh, PDF of Attention Magazine when it's produced. Um, again, that's uh, two secret words to attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Our show tonight is being brought to you by Chad. We've got a little tip that we're going to run for you, and we'll get into the show. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning attention magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Thanks again, Chad. Uh, for those that are not familiar, Chad's the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, we encourage our listeners to become members or to donate uh, because a, a strong Chad means that we're our community speaking with one voice on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies. We encourage the uh, membership route because you get all kinds of great things, a lot of great member benefits as a result of being a member, uh, attention magazine, discounts to conferences, and a whole host of other things. To learn more, go to chadd.org. Okay, uh, I'll be honest with you. Tonight's show, actually, this is a two-part series of show that was really spawned off of a YouTube video that I did on Country Talk Video, uh, Foraging for Information. Uh, this is part one, uh, the learning addiction, and uh, hopefully that you, this will really make a little bit of sense to you guys. Uh, again, this is uh, part one of, uh, of our interview with Wilma Fellman, and part two will be uh, next week as a follow-up. So uh, we're going to roll our tape. Hope you enjoy the show. Wilma Fellman, Master's of Education, LPC, has been a licensed professional counselor for more than 30 years, specializing in career development issues for ADHD, LD, and other challenges, as well as career challenges. She's the author of The Other Me, Poetic Thoughts on ADHD for Adults, Kids, and Parents, and Finding a Career that Works for You. She's also a contributing author to Understanding Women with ADHD. She's the author of numerous articles for Attitude Magazine, Attention Magazine, among others. Before retiring, uh, she partnered with Edge Foundation to develop and teach a career service course to seasoned ADHD coaches and was a mentor to ADHD coaches um, in the career space. Um, everybody, uh, Wilma is near and dear to my heart. I met her many years ago. I can be very opinionated on certain things, and career counseling is one of them. Um, and I explained my position on it, and she said, hey, listen, I still want to meet yourself. And I saw her 
her speak one time and I was like, oh my God, this is somebody I really love. And she's one of my go-to people. Even though she's retired, I still go to her for lots of advice on career stuff. With all that, Wilma, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate being here. Oh, I love this stuff. So I want to kind of tee this up, everybody. Um, the, 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 the focus of today, in the title of ADHD and Forging Information, this is a two-part um, uh, episode, if you will. Today's part one. And, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned over the years, ADHD is really um, a self-regulation issue. I got a lot from Dr. Barkley. And we do things um, because of pleasure, um, because of dopamine, actually. We call it interest or passion or whatever, but it, at its core – Dopamine is really kind of underneath of all and really kind of at the epicenter um, uh, for people with ADHD. And, you know, Wilma, I was, I was separately, I was talking to somebody one time by text or whatever, and I said, What are you doing? They said, I'm out foraging for food. And that kind of stuck in my mind for a period of time. And I began to realize <laughs> that dopamine is the reason that we procreate and the reason that we actually forage for food because it's pleasurable. And then I've had a rash of people recently that I'm coaching that have come in that are just information junkies. They get on the internet and they go for forever. And all of a sudden I connected the dots. They're foraging for information. And I've yes. reflected back over the years. There's a lot of people with ADHD. I mean, they just forge for information. They just, they just love to learn. I mean, you've seen that a lot, right? I have. And in fact, there are books written on uh, internet addiction and information mm-hmm. addiction, and one of uh, my good friends, and you may know him too, Kevin Roberts, uh, has uh-huh. written books on that, uh, one of them called Cyber Junkie, um, and it is largely um, an addiction that is growing for all people, but certainly the ADHD population as well. There are rehab programs for us. Uh, 30 days, 60 days, 90 day programs for internet addiction. And the ADHD population is right in there because of the dopamine. Yeah, we're we're, we're touching on dopamine, everybody, but if you want to really in depth on this, I did a three part series about two years ago on ADHD and a screen addiction, and I did it with uh, Dr. Clifford Sussman. Part one. As we talked about dopamine, we want lots, much more, a whole show on that side of it. Part two, and the show is really dedicated more to gaming than anything else. Part two is we talked about um, games and stuff on the internet, and we talked about how they are built to be addictive. And then the third part, we talk, start talking about uh, treating screen addiction. So uh, that was focused on gaming a little bit more, but still what Wilma's was talking about is uh, with the explosion of the internet, because I know when I was a kid, you had libraries that you could go to, but you actually had to go to the library and get books. But now with a computer, you can go anywhere, and people will sit down on that computer, and they get addicted to information. And I, adults will sit down at 8 o'clock at night before you know it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and they don't even know the passage of time. I mean, it's, just, it's a powerful, right? Yes. It is. It is. And it, it also, with the ADHD population, it's also about the hyper-focusing symptoms that many have where they block out everything else and they are lost in a sea of information and time and space just disappears. Yes. I want to emphasize 
you use that word hyper-focus, it's so pleasurable, it's so good in the moment that they actually lose the pack, passage of time. And again, they actually, I, I've talked to people before, they're in that situation, people could come in and go in a room, but they're so filtered, they kind of remember somebody was there, but they don't really remember who in the details because they're so wired in to this information and kind of following the trails and clicking you know it's like they start on the internet and they start clicking on links before you know that who knows where they end up they just go 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 right 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 exactly one one of the myths is that there are certain jobs that are ADHD friendly and i remember years ago having a client who uh, is an accountant and he could hyper focus to the extent that the rest of his office could have left the building and he wouldn't realize that it was time to go home. Wow. And so it isn't that the job of accounting is not good for an ADHD person, which is a myth that people pass along because it's too data-oriented and it requires, you know, sitting in one place. But a person that can hyper-focus could really hyper-focus to such an extent that they can even block out the surrounding environment and not realize that people around them have left. And so that, when you're talking about being on the Internet until 4 a.m., it's very, very possible, and it's a growing issue. Absolutely. So what I want to do now is I want to segregate the, a little bit of the population. There's some people uh, that are book learners, and I want to talk about that crowd a little bit first. And then there's probably doing learners where they're, they, they don't really do very well in school, but they like to learn. But let's kind of go to the book crowd. You know, Wilma, it's interesting to me over the years how I've coached people where they've got maybe two, sometimes three master's degrees, degrees <laughs> and like a whole bunch of certifications. Um, yeah, I see that to be relatively common. Your experience? It is relatively common, and I think there's a couple of really obvious reasons for it. First of all, um, when we don't know what to do next, we often continue doing what we've been doing. So I have had over the years dozens and dozens of um uh, Folks who finished their four-year college degree didn't know what to do with it and went on to law school. And they didn't know that law was going to work for them. They didn't really think too much about whether it would work for them and their personality and their skills. But they wanted to get people off their back uh, who at the end of their four-year degree, they were saying to them, so now what are you going to do? And a lot of those folks who really had poor career and life planning um, went on to get more degrees because they didn't know what to do next. Yep. And we've we've been in school since we were five years old. So let's stay in school and we will just learn some more. (laughs) So, yeah, absolutely. it's, It's a growing problem, too. This is a great breaking point. I'm going to go to break real quick. I don't want to come back. I want to pick up on that in a little bit more detail because I think this is really one of the things that I wanted to bring out in the program. Our secret word tonight is foraging. 
Again, our secret word is foraging. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Wilma Fellman, one of my favorites of all time. We're having a conversation about ADHD and foraging for information. We talked about the uh, about a little bit of dopamine before the break and how ADHD really, is, is, uh, really kind of comes down to that. And uh, we forage for uh, a mate to procreate. We forage for food because it's all pleasurable. Now we're talking about, uh, with the explosion of the Internet, people with ADHD foraging for information and how it starts to get in the way. Uh, before the break, we were actually kind of talking about um, the notion that people with ADHD, often I find like three, three or four master's degree and a bunch of certifications. And we were really kind of talking about What's interesting to me is this crowd is now foraging for information, and the thing about learning, uh, Wilma, that's interesting, is for many it's uh, it's about dreaming, it's about possibilities, it's about the excitement. It's actually relatively something new. It's kind of connecting the dots. A lot of people like to travel, like to experience new uh, new cultures, different types of food, and learning can be very much in that. And that really plays into some people's passion to really learn. I mean, it's, it's exciting, and we can see why people love to learn in these situations, um, so much so that I think sometimes they're going to learn, and they're not realizing, I'm going to go learn this because I want to get a job or a career in that field, but really what they like is the learning part more than the doing part. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. Um, I think that the, the root of it is stimulation, and uh, we are stimulated by new things, new information, new experiences, um, new views that we that we look at. And um, again, a lot of the foraging is because we're bored. 
And we want to get that kick, that stimulation of something new, a new idea that uh, makes our brain wake up. And so uh, some of the foraging is to offset boredom. Wow. So, everybody, we did a show on boredom, a couple shows on boredom, but one thing that I like to highlight is those with ADHD are more susceptible to what's called agitated boredom, and that's defined as the physical discomfort. And Understand, you're physically uncomfortable where you're motivated to escape the plight, or as I like to say, you're physically uncomfortable, and you're going to do anything to get comfortable. And often I find people with ADHD, when they're bored, that's when they drink or smoke or they, they kind of get in trouble. In this situation, we're talking about when you're bored, you know, hey, listen, I can go learn something new. It's really kind of exciting and, and looks really pretty, pretty productive and very healthy. And I want to emphasize learning sounds very productive, at least to me. What do you think, Wilma? Learning is wonderful. We don't want to discourage learning. Um, I believe that we learn throughout our lifetime. So I don't think we just learn in school. I think we continue to learn as adults, uh, mature adults on the job. We learn in our, uh, our real life. And um, there is even a big push now for retired individuals to keep learning. There are organizations through universities that talk about lifelong learning. And um, so learning is great. Uh, and it, it should never be seen as a negative of any sort. Um, we know there's an extreme to everything, and there's also a healthy and unhealthy way to go about anything. And so we want to keep learning in a way that's healthy, uh, that doesn't consume us, that allows us to have life balance. Um, but also continues to stimulate us so that we're not bored. So I, I like what you just said. I want to make a distinction. To me, learning, there's two sides of it. There's the entertainment side, and then there's maybe the productive side. They both seem to kind of – I mean, they're both they both entertainment's good and productive side's good. But where I want to go with this, you know, Wilma, is I've, I've, I've coached people that had, like, again, three or four master's degree and a bunch of certification, but they have a they have a um, – they remain unemployed or they've got an extensive job history of very, very short duration. In other words, they go out and they get the degree and they get into the field and either they don't find a job or they've had the job and they don't like it. They move on or they get fired kind of over and over and over. Um, have you, have you witnessed some of this in your experience? Oh, that's, ex that is exactly what I, witness every single day of my career counseling uh, career um, was working with people who um, wanted to continue gathering information rather than going about a systematic approach to figure out what it would take to do what they were really meant to do. And so they wanted to sidestep the um, process of career development. And in doing so, uh, it was hit and miss. So they would get a degree mm -hmm. and work, work in that field and then find out it wasn't right for them. 
and then they would go back and get a different degree and work in that field and find out that that wasn't right for them. And their assumption is that eventually they'll get a degree or certificate in something that is right for them, and so they better keep gathering information and degrees and certifications in order to arrive at that goal. My soapbox has always been find out first what it is that you would really love to do and that would light you up before you start all of these degrees. And that's why I always pushed for career development investigation at the earliest possible place, which is in school. It's in certainly in high school, Um, but learning about different careers and what those careers uh, require. And do I fill that bill or, or are there some challenges that I have personally that would interfere with that? And if you do all the work up front, you're not getting multiple degrees and certifications and still not finding what's right for you. Absolutely. So one of the things I want to do in this space is, is I, you know, I'm a big fan is you need to be thinking about what is, and we've done other shows years ago about jobs, what they look like and what they actually are. But one of the real big distinctions that I wanted to bring out in the show, and it, by the way, everybody, the sequel to this part two is we're going to talk about um, how to look for jobs where learning is a part of it. But, you know, Wilma, one of the things that I've learned that's very clear to me is that learning is exciting. It's new. Uh, it's stimulating. Um, execution of knowledge, like the doing part, can actually be really, really boring. And I talk to people, there's a complete difference between learning something and executing it. And I want to give an example. Yes. Two examples, actually, in particular. There was, a, there was a woman that I coached for a period of time who was, she'd gone through a couple degrees and she was getting her nursing degree. And everybody, I'm going to use generalizations this doesn't mean that all of these jobs are exactly like this, but I'm trying to depict this so you guys can see it. In general, becoming a nurse, people think of it as helping people and stuff, and there's definitely something there. But I find, well, a lot of times it's executing a protocol, a step-by-step process and documenting it. One, two, three, four, write it down. One, two, three, four, write it down over and over and over. And that can be very repetitive and boring. And this woman, um, she was in it, she'd gone through multiple degrees and she was going through this process again and she was becoming a nurse. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And she says, because I want to help people. And I'm like, but if you look at the job, it's a repetitive and boring and you love to learn. Learning is one thing. Once you've learned it, it's exciting. You've got it all figured out. But doing, the same thing like drawing blood every day for the rest of your life, it's really, really boring. And I find a lot of people with ADHD, when they make that crossover from the learning part to the doing part to the repetitive and boring, the wheels start to fall off at that point in time because they're bored and they're crawling out of their skin. Thoughts on that? I agree totally. I think there is a big difference between the learning and the execution. It's also, though, um, the difference between gathering and having the confidence that your decision is the right one for you. So, the, for example, if 
the nurse enjoyed the gathering part, enjoyed the learning part, enjoyed the training program, but is bored on the, on the job, it's very likely that it isn't about her finding a different job or going back to school and getting a different degree, but really that particular environment that she plopped herself into in nursing is too repetitive for her. There are uh, dozens and dozens of different environments within the field of nursing, and some of those environments would be much less repetitive, and it may be that if she understood her need for diversity in her tasks each day, she wouldn't be bored. So sometimes it's not about going back and getting a different degree or a different certification, but you like the field, you don't like the environment. So let's tweak the environment and find something yep. that's less boring. Yep. I, I tell you what, I want to go to break just because of time. I want to come back and I really want to expand upon this because this is really the epicenter of what I'd like to kind of convey in this um, thing so, so we can get into it. Everyone, our secret word tonight is foraging. Again, our secret word tonight is foraging. And if you can't spell, just get it close. Um, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Wilma Feldman, and we're having a great discussion about the notion those with ADHD forage for information for pleasure, um, kind of addicted to it. One of the things that I really wanted to bring out in this episode is the fact that many of the people with ADHD, their passion is actually learning. And often they confuse learning with execution and activation. I want to learn something because you're going to get into that career, not realizing it's learning is what you like. And when you get out and you get into that job, a lot of times they have difficulty, uh, particularly if they're learning something and it's not as exciting. Um, before the break, I think Wilma is making a real good distinction. Just because you learn something in the area 
you can get a job in that area that might be boring in terms of execution, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't use that degree in a different way. Um, as a side note, I, I coached an individual that I got an accounting degree, got her master's degree in accounting, got became a CPA, and um, I think had four jobs that they lost within 90 days because they were just having it was hard for them to deal with it because it was just boring. Once they got out into the world, it was over and over. And it was interesting because their solution to the problem was to go back to school and get more accounting degrees. And I'm like, okay, well, you can go back and learn, but I don't know if that you're going to produce. Yet, what I said and I started talking about, I think your passion is really learning and searching for things. So when we started talking about we said, what about forensic accounting, where you're taking that, that as a tool and there's something that you're learning in that perspective it's the same degree, but we changed a little bit of the focus and changed that environment so that there's learning there. And then they were able to tap on and kind of go forward. And so a few things that I wanted to bring out, and we have another show on, 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 on where you can go, where you're learning is number one is realize learning is exciting. It's dopamine. People with ADHD love it. Sometimes they're addicted to it and they struggle when they get in the working world because they're not realizing the jobs are boring. Understand you can get a degree. Sometimes you have to think out of the box, and you can use that in some other areas that can, that's an area of passion to kind of go forward. But the thing that I, I also want to highlight in this show is well, I've seen a lot of people with ADHD who go out, they get the degree, they go out, and it's not working, and their solution is, is to go back to get another degree in order to make money. I understand that they're doing that, but realize is that you're going back because you love the learning with the rationalization that you're going to go get a job to make money when you have to sit there and say, wait a second, I need to go find a job. I think we're Wilma's think about what you're going for. Maybe I need to take a degree where I learn and I get a job in an area that I'm learning because that loop can be very, very productive. Cause I've seen a lot of people, Wilma, that they're in that, the, the degree and certification process and they never get to the activating part because they're not thinking about when I get the job, am I going to learn? So that's a mouthful for me. <laughs> you want to add anything to that? <laughs> well, but it's it's a good mouthful. Um, I one of the things that I've always suggested to folks um, in the career development process to test out before you're done with any training program or educational program is to do some information interviews in the field that you're being trained for, um, and this allows you to ask questions like. Um, and you do this of people who are already working in the field. You ask, um, what is a typical day um, in what you do? What do you, and if they say, well, I do accounting, um, that's not going to help you. You need to then ask them, okay, what do you do first when you get to work? And how does the rest of the day go for you? And then they get the idea that they're going to need to answer you by walking you through what they actually do all day long. And you, as a prospective employee in that field, try it on for size. Does this sound like something that I would like to do? I think so many people um, miss this step in their planning process and just go from the education or training process to the job. And they don't really test it out to find out whether their personality, their quirks, their challenges are going to fit with what the job requires. 
I think when you do that, you can offset some of the mistakes before you're even done with your education or training program and maybe modify the kind of job that you go after once you graduate. Two two things I want to draw from that. You and I, Wilma, you and I did an interview on this like years ago, and I forget the title of the interview, where you were talking about like a lawyer. When you think yeah. of a law, you think of a law, but if you think of every day, what do you do day and out? You sit at a computer, you read stuff, and you give your opinion on it. You read stuff, you give your opinion on it. You read like day in and day out, you read stuff, and you give your opinion on it. That's kind of what you do day in and day out. And if you begin to sit there, I'm in a room by myself, I read and I write, I read and I write over and over and over. If that's attractive to you, that really makes a lot of sense. But really understanding what a day looks like, a, you know, day in and day out, to me, is a much better view of what the reality is over the romantic idea of what's going on. And, and to your point, doing that research when you're talking to some people is spot on. However, Wilma, I have found is when you ask those people, you still get a lot of high-level theory type stuff. And everybody, this is what I do. I say, when you walk into the morning, can you walk me through like – you walk in, where do you put your coffee? What's the first thing you do? Do you go yeah. to your, like you open up your yeah. computer and literally you, like, don't say, Hey, I'm doing like, no, let, walk me through each step of the process. Oh, I turn my light on yeah. I put my coffee here. I look at this and I yeah. go to a meeting I come back. Well, what's the meaning about you get a very vivid idea of what the day in and day out was. That's what the real world looks like. That's what you've got to match up with you're doing. And if you have an insatiable appetite for learning and you're listening to these days, and it's about formatting this and doing that. Like, there's no learning there. You can go, whoa, this sounded really good. But now I'm starting to realize that I like the topic, but the day in and day out is really something I didn't expect it to be. Is that, is that in line with what you're saying, you think? Yes, I think, I think it's very much in line with it. I, I think that we all have these romantic ideas of what a job is going to be like. And we get that from television movies, and our imagination, and you're absolutely right that if you ask someone, um, let's say a criminal attorney, uh, could you describe to me what you do, they're often going to give you a very generalized, well, I defend people who have done something yep. against, are accused of done some, uh, doing something against the law. Uh, it is up to uh, you as the possible career seeker to slow them down and say, I need to listen to the pace of your day and to the uh, diversity of your day. If you could, as you said, Jeff, walk me through um, from the very moment you walk into your office, what do you do first? And then you begin to hear whether it is constantly changing or whether there's a lot of downtime or whether there's time with other people versus yep. um, gathering information by yourself off in a corner somewhere. But you have to really slow them down. Most people will generalize what they do for a living. Absolutely. Okay. I want to wrap this up. Everybody, we've got a part two of this show, but I want to wrap this up and really one of my big intents on this, the title Forging for Information was born because I did a YouTube video, and I was overwhelmed with the number of people that were uh, commenting on it. 
at the end of the day, what I was really hoping to get out of this show is to realize is that those with ADHD forge for information as an addiction type thing. And there requires a level of self-regulation to be aware of the fact it's like crack cocaine for you or like alcohol for you. It's or gambling. You have a hard time stopping. And there's can be some family life balance problems as a result of this. And you can get on the internet and spend hours just searching for that. Or you can endlessly take degree and certification, degree and certification, realizes that the justification for the next education is really not as much about the job as it is about I get to learn again. And to bring that awareness to the to the table to what Wilma's just talking about, you need to stop and think about what is that job and what are you there. And I really want to bring the awareness out is that if your passion is learning and day in and day out, there's not any learning, there's a good chance you're going to get the degree and you're going to go get the job and you're going to have a hard time with it and find yourself rationalizing to get another degree, almost like an alcoholic rationalizing to have another drink. I'll start tomorrow as a means to kind of help self-regulate because, Wilma, I've coached some people before that, number one, they weren't even aware that they were compulsively learning, and number two is it was really getting away of, of uh, family-life balance. I mean, it, 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 it can really be a detriment to people's uh, uh, life if they're not aware of this. Would you agree? Yes, and the regulation is the key. Uh, why yep. are you foraging is the key. Are you foraging because a decision needs to be made? And if so, can you back up that process? So by when do you need to make a decision and then back it up and regulate yourself to be done foraging for that decision by such and such a date? Um, That is like anything else that's addicting. You're putting a limit on it. So it isn't in and of itself a bad thing at all, um, but it's the overdue of it that can interfere with one's life. So um, it has to be regulated. Absolutely. And sometimes I just want to add uh, one other thing, if I could. Um, the, the, The quest for knowledge is a fabulous thing, and it, and again, it should, in my opinion, be lifelong. I intend to be taking classes when I'm 102 years old. Um, but um, I think that, that there is a difference between trying to get everything packed into your career versus finding a place in your life for that lifelong learning. Maybe it's taking... Um, uh, uh, lifelong learning classes on the side that would give you that kick. And you don't have yep. to keep switching careers to get it, but you could get it by reading. You could get it by um, taking classes online. You could do it by going to a university. People don't realize that yep. they can audit classes and, uh, and learn if that is Absolutely. what turns you on. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're going to spend a lot more time in this and a lot more depth in our, our part two. So um, I think it's time we pull this thing together. Again, um, we have a part two. We're going to start talking a more about jobs that, in, that encompass learning, what to do um, to, to satisfy your insatiable appetite. But needless to say, is I hope that you guys have learned something from this. And as always, Wilma, thanks for coming on the show. 
thank you for having me, Jeff. I always enjoy it. All right, everybody. Our our secret word tonight was foraging. Uh, and with that, we hope you've learned something. Catch us next week for another edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 